0: Hello and welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Jim Rugg. I'm Ed Piskor. Going to look at Coney and Red Nails, the uh, artist edition. I, I don't know that it's officially called an artist edition, but it's the original art at scale from Barry Windsor Smith's Coney and Red Nails. Before we crack this open, want to invite everybody watching at home to like, follow, and subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe YouTube channel. Hit that bell icon next to the subscription button to be notified when we post new videos. This will help mitigate the Kayfabe effect whenever we post a comic that you need to add to your collection, you'll be the first one to know about it, and you can get a head start on tracking down a copy on eBay, Amazon, or your local comic shop, wherever you find these treasures. And let the video play through to the end. That helps YouTube populate our video with other comics fans who haven't found Cartoonist Kayfabe yet. That's how we grow the channel, so thank you for your help on that. So Ed, this is uh, Barry Windsor Smith, original art reproduction that's always awesome one of his big masterpieces. Um, certainly from, from that Conan era, this was kind of like the, the crown jewel at the end of his run. And uh, pretty excited to dive into this one, but the weird part, not sure who the publisher of this thing is. <laughs> I was looking at it before we started the video and um, it's not an IBW official
1: artist's edition, but has that same feel and the art reproduction looks great. It's an embarrassment of riches we have out there, man. Like I, re- like I said on the Dark Knight video, I never thought I would get to see one Page from Dark Knight Returns, let alone almost an entire the entire book's worth. Never thought I would see one piece of Barry Windsor Smith red nails art. The fact that we have uh, facsimile copies of, of all of it that's all that I need. Like I don't I don't need the original artifact or anything like that. Like just just let me see the work. That that's close enough. That's as close as I need to be. I can see the brushstrokes. I can see the whiteout. I can see the marginalia notes to the colorist and to the editors and all of, all of that jazz. Uh, gotta give shouts to Somebody out there in the Kfab community, we had the the big Ides sale in town, their fiftieth anniversary, Jimmy, which is fantastic, unbelievable. Uh, the oldest comic shop in Pittsburgh. Uh, when it comes to tax time, I don't know if there's some interesting like tax <laughs> thing that they that they are taking advantage of, or uh, let's put it this way, like we're definitely taking advantage of it man, because it is tax time. You're paying your taxes, and your accountant always says because we are in the business of paper and pencils which is pretty low overhead. The accountant's always like, you got a YouTube channel, man. You better buy some books. <laughs> went down to the Ides joint. And it was, it was somebody in the uh, KFA community who, who hit me up and was like, I went down to Ides, went to the sale. They have a Red Nails and they have the Manhunter Artist Edition. I, I put put the cap on my pen, went right down there, scooped these bitches up, man.
0: That sounds like foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a future episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Genesis West Publishing is our imprint back here, but it's not one I'm familiar with. We've seen like uh, Graffiti, I think, has done a few. I recognize,
1: is that like Mike Thibodeau? Like I, I feel like I remember some Kirby Genesis West publications. Yeah, it, sound, it
0: does sound familiar. Comes in this nice slip case, which we're gonna move away here, but just thought I'd show that off of the complete package and uh, kind of a nice presentation for these things having their own slipcase you know these are big books hard to store so having a a slipcase helps protect that part of it and um, let's uh, let's let's hop in first thing that bothers me you've got this this great canvas give us a close-up of a panel or something this is this is Barry Windsor Smith you know this is kind of his swan song of the first part of his career before he leaves comics for a bit show off
1: that stuff, you know? I would have liked to have seen that Stegosaurus in the big giant format. Absolutely. But, nevertheless, uh... Right here you can already see, like, with these kind of blow-ups, you see the sensitivity of light source and things. And look at these interesting marks right there. Like, these, like, little bold dabs. So it's not, like, just a feather, as we're used to in comic books, but it's giving you a sort of just a a bold indication of where that plane is. It's such
0: a cool evolution of his, like we looked at his Conan number one in a previous video, and to see like how he starts Conan and how he basically signs off with this, the amount of detail is so rich. Even the shadow on the
1: chainmail armor, incredible. Yeah, it's drawn, you know, like it's not just an indication, like that mill is the same stuff that's on Captain America's shoulders and you don't see them handle it that way.
0: Introduction by Roy Thomas, the uh, the writer, the adapter of many of these these uh, Robert E. Howard tales. Introduction by George Perez, kind of talking about
1: contemporaries, you know, like y- your fellow badasses from the era. Yes, it's a game recognizing game. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So R- Such a tease, man, a lot of foreplay. There, There is, there's a lot of build up. About ten pages of foreplay. I feel like I should be wearing the white gloves, because,
0: <laughs> you know, with the coated paper I'll be leaving black. oils on some of these pages that I apologize. That's okay. I mean, we got it at a steep discount. But here we go, and right away you see the marginella that you talk about that is kind of a a big part of these these artist editions is seeing all this stuff that's on the boards themselves, seeing the boards and the discoloration over time that results. Um man, it's beautiful. All the lettering and line work, right from the get go. What a splash page.
1: Yeah, and like try to infer some ideas about what tools are being used I think would be instructive and I'm I'm thinking lots of pen yeah you'd think so like with uh, this kind of material like lots of pen in there maybe these these are this is the era of anchors Mm -hmm. like what Steve Bissette said about Joe Kubert, where uh, you know he's got a different implement in between each webbing of each finger hit the bold on the underneath with the brush hit a pen on the areas where the lightest is, is hidden. But these are like little dabs from-
0: Yeah, I was admiring this amount of detail where you have your just white silhouette shape in the background, trees in the foreground, and all the little foliage in the trees indicated there with, with small marks.
1: And look at this man, there's even like a little sheen on that little citadel right there.
0: Love the lettering too. It feels like whoever's lettering this, really going for it. A little bit of a classier lettering style, not your traditional Spl- Marvel splash page. Uh, credits there. right? I kind of like this layout of having like one page per spread. Yeah it's like those old books right where they would just print on like one side of the signature. It's very much like an art book makes me wonder if Barry Windsor Smith had any input into this because this is how I would expect art you know like a a book of art to be treated.
1: Yeah I mean a, a story like this this guy must have had all the time in the world to 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 work on it or at least far more lenient deadlines than your average bear
0: yeah i always wonder for the editors whenever stuff like this is coming in look at how beautiful like there's definitely brush strokes there in the reflection um you know if they recognize as these are coming in and shooting them like oh yeah this is a different this is a different level of craft that we're looking at here
1: so dicey also man because this is pulp shitty newsprint right that this stuff is going to be printed on and that is a high level of detail that you have to have some trust you have to have some faith that this is going to translate well and it does you know and and I would say that get that artist I mean the uh, Treasury Edition like that's that's a really good kind of showcase for uh, this artwork
0: worth noting too we have a video on that Treasury Edition yes. for, uh for people to go back and check out and I wonder whenever you see something like this Is this part of the reason he leaves comics for several years? You know, the reproduction of it, I mean, like, does he see this in print and think, I've gotta figure out a different way to do this?
1: Paste up lettering, worth noting. Yes.
0: This is such an odd choice. Like, you're blowing up one panel, but you're blowing it up an extra 25, 33%. So,
1: a lot of of page there, for sure. Like, and you know, I would've chose that one.
0: Yeah, that's that's an amazing image. So three dimensional that skeleton, yeah. and you can see the uh, the Weapon X Barry Windsor Smith, the X Men fill in issue Barry Windsor Smith, you know, starting to to emerge with all of this intricate line work. And
1: you could still see the Barry Smith with these like equine close together big <laughs> eyeballs that were the elements that were co opted by the black and white boom comic artists of of yore from like the the mid '80s you know that was their bag man they would draw like the horse faces on everybody man it's interesting I I, I kinda
0: wish this was blown up like two or three times the size where you could really get in there and study some of those marks and try to figure out what he's drawing with I think you're right about a lot of it being a pen yeah detail in that city all those little windows
1: yeah I was about to say is that a paste up but I don't think so there's just some white on that that part there's a lot of weird white it's correction. There's correction tape mm-hmm. or something on there. Can't tell if some of this is paste ups.
0: Yeah, I don't know. The the white is interesting because like what what are you clearing out there? Did he have a mountain in the background or something?
1: Right. So with with some of this stuff with with uh, paste up lettering, you would ha- you would have to white out the the edges so that it wouldn't have yeah. that sharp. You can see on this one. You know you could see it. Like I'm reading the. Ninja Turtles, that phone book, Eastman and Laird's, and you could see where all the fresh lettering was put down.
0: There's a a paste up around her a little Mm -hmm. bit, yeah. and I wonder like what's being replaced there because I don't see the rest of it, I only see like one edge.
1: Oh right. Yeah it might be big man, it might be all the way to the panel border or something. Really cool to get a chance to see this stuff, and it has a nice patina. Yes it does. A lot of cigarettes were smoked around these pages.
0: Look at some of this, the surface of the page ripped off. I don't know what that would be from. It looks some like some kind of, of damage. Yeah, yeah, it looks like a piece of tape. Also, I wonder what all of these dots are. I've noticed these on several pages and have no idea what that's for.
1: Yeah, like when, when you see it with this kind of asterisk, like it makes me think that it's just some guy at the print shop, you know, at the wear, at the print, printer, like doing some sort of marks for themselves.
0: Makes me think of like somebody mindedly just doodling while they're on the phone. Like, get your markers off of this artwork.
1: Ludacris. At first, I was like, what is the Ludacrons? Oh, <laughs> uh, look at them, dude. We all, I have these on, on my margins, man, mm-hmm. just trying to get that pen to work.
0: Yep. Yeah, and that, that is a, uh, I don't know, a rapidograph or a ballpoint pen or something, you know, not a not a nib making that kind of a swirl.
1: It's its its own, uh, this isn't Marvel paper. You know, it doesn't have the Marvel insignia. It's got its own registration uh, dots built in. I've, I've just never seen this kind of blue line before.
0: Love these big close-up faces. Yeah, dude. A lot of rendering on there. That paper, I, I'm imagining, uh, Windsor Smith and the whole studio being paper snobs. Uh huh. Like figuring out the paper that uh, that they want that takes the ink the way they want it to. I mean, you I... hear about bleeding and stuff, and then you see this kind of fine lines for all these little leaves. Got to I... get the right paper yeah, for that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Listen, like I I remember uh, Bernie Wrightson, part of the studio, talking about how like the Marvel DC paper is toilet paper. And he's also the guy that had very specific ideas about when your brush is ready to ink a line or two. You know, these guys were really going hardcore. Um, I loved in our Walt Simonson shoot-in review when he was talking about how like the old, the old cusses, the salty old dogs of comics, were criticizing Kaluta and, and Wrightson like, for making them look bad because they're young, they have no overhead, right. and they're spending all the time in the world that they want on their pages when, when the old guys have to just churn and burn see I would I would have made this image over there
0: yeah definitely like what a good face all of this stuff's really good I'm looking at some of the rendering and shadows and it's like it looks like it's built for black and white yeah there's such a range of value in this this is a
1: classic page because this is reprinted in that Marvel Abrams book and, and that Abrams book was like what my introduction to so much of the Marvel pantheon that I was unaware of at the time
0: all the marks on this page, and one of them gets a sorry. Sorry for the smudge. <laughs> <laughs> Man, the Stegosaurus looks so good.
1: It does. Looks like there's paste Oh no, that's uh, the lettering got chipped away.
0: Yeah, making that work. It is interesting to see the paste up letters.
1: Oh, there's whole pasted up panels here.
0: Mm-hmm. The whole
1: tier. A whole tier, yeah. Presumably this one, because I see the when I look at this, I get the sense of, like, I'm surprised it's even this size. And it me feels too. like
0: it should be bigger than this.
1: Me too. You know, like, uh, some of the artist editions, like, like uh, I got the Watchman one just because I needed to see somebody do something dope on 11 by 17 because that's the paper I'm comfortable with. You know, it's one scan rather than, you know, doing two scans at, at, at a, at a uh, hinge or something. So to see something with a 10 by 15 image area with this kind of volume that's important to me
0: yeah for sure it feels like this should be the size you know like when I when I go from this image to like the I guess actual size it's so small yeah yeah you know, well, like this makes sense to me drawing it at this size you look you're getting really close to your paper with some of these leaves and things
1: yeah we talk about that that, that drawing posture and like some drawing can be done sitting straight up like you get you're definitely getting close I'd like to know his uh, Warby Parker eyeglass prescription <laughs> that's right see now we're, now we're starting to see like what Barry Windsor Smith grows into with these kind of pre-Raphaelite eyeballs
0: yeah that's the direction they're going it's a lot of pu- a lot of eye drawing in there hmm again at this size I lose it a little bit you know like blowing up that that face you see like how many lines are going into that eyeball
1: there's elements of like etchings in there and like look at that face like you can you can attest Jimmy when you're drawing a character this small Trying to get the proportions right on a face that tiny, nearly impossible.
0: Yeah, that's not something I would be. Um, I'm not
1: good at that at all. <laughs> attempting, even probably. My figure would be very
0: loose. I'll miss the stick figure if that was me. It
1: makes me like uh, Richard Corbin because he kind of doesn't care, you know, when he does that kind of thing. But when you see this, like, that's humbling.
0: Yeah, it really is. I love the volume in the tail. You know, that whole body. It feels 3D. Mm-hmm.
1: It feels real solid,
0: very round.
1: <laughs> this is just insane man
0: you're right about the choices for some of these blow-ups right because why would Cause you all know I these do monsters this? are incredible this is great though I love the for like the foreshortening in both of these there's a real sense of, of the figure and perspective never uh, never easy Wow. you can see why this guy leaves comics for a little bit you know, like this was not rewarded in comics right. in, 19, in the in the 1970s.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like when those guys go off and they start doing portfolios, imagine drawing just like, you know, three or four of of this level of craft right here. And you get back, you know, ten bucks or something like that per 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 set. Uh, you know, getting your page rate and forgetting about it, that's that's tough.
0: It's so good, the white figure against that gray background. It's
1: true. Yeah, the foreshortening on that uh, code in is really sweet, too.
0: One of the things I love about this story is just that it's kind of the monster parts of it. Mm -hmm. This would have been my favorite thing on Earth if if I got this when I was 12.
1: Yeah, seeing it as a kid, like, just, you know, pages here and there, it was very evocative. It was really, really sweet. You see people try this texture mm-hmm. a lot and it doesn't often work, but uh, when you see it like this, man, you have to think that, that he's looking at the same guys that Bernie Wrightson's looking at with uh, the Frankenstein work. There's some like dry brush, uh, it looks like. I, I was going to say like maybe like a grease pencil, but that looks like ink. Yeah, I think that's a dry brush. I'll go with you on that. And this goes to show you the difference between like archival materials and Sharpie or whatever mm-hmm. the magic marker du jour was in 1975 and here you can clearly probably see him
0: getting that brush into the dryness that he wants it in yeah i always love this stuff Mm -hmm. anytime like i'll pick up a drawing or something i kind of like whenever you get that marginalia as
1: part of it and i have no problem putting that down on my own boards and stuff it does freak people out Mm -hmm. like when they see you doing what are you doing i'm just trying to get my whiteout pen working (laughs) yeah right what am i going to do pull out a whole new piece of paper you lose 30 seconds that way. This is pretty neat.
0: This reminds me of, you know, like that is such an effect of, more, especially Marvel comics, like for impact or if you're throwing a punch, a fight, something like that. But usually it's more of these, um, like a feathered line, you know, a thick to thin coming out from some impact point. His interpretation of it's pretty cool. You don't see a lot of different versions of that. Cartoonist Kayfabe is brought to you by the comics that Ed Piskor and I make. So here's a rundown of what is available. Hulk, Grand Design, Monster, and Madness, a retelling of the 60-year history of The Incredible Hulk is available in comic shops everywhere right now, including some very cool variant covers by Peach Momoko, Jeff Darrow, Ed McGuinness, Marcos Martin, and cartoonist Kayfabe's own Ed Piscor, in addition to my covers. You can also find The Deadliest Girl Alive, Street Angel, in a variety of oversized hardcovers from Image Comics, Homeless Ninja on a Skateboard, and The Plain Janes, the first young adult graphic novels published here in the United States about a bunch of high school artists that get in trouble around their town doing public art. From Ed Piscor, Red Room, the antisocial network collecting the first series of uh, Red Room comics, Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit. Trigger Warnings, Red Room's second season, now in stores, two or three issues available already, and uh, a fourth one on the way, coming soon. Banned in 20. Uh, 20- two countries and 10 comic book shops, but those shops will still order these comics. You just may have to ask for them by name. They may come uh, out from under the counter whenever you ask for those, wrapped in a brown paper bag. He's also the originator of the Grand Design series. There are three oversized, beautiful volumes of X-Men Grand Design currently available wherever books and comics are bought and sold, as well as Hip Hop Family Tree, four oversized volumes of this hip hop history and available in deluxe box sets, very nice box sets, and WYSIWYG, A History of Computer Hacking, available wherever books and comics are sold. And now back to our regular scheduled programming.
1: Cutting in with some white right there.
0: Yeah, that part always confuses me.
1: That's going to be taken to heart when when, uh, he starts to do do more of this later in his career. That's going to be taken to heart by, like, uh, Scott Williams and stuff. There's a little white cut in there. Yeah. It seems like, you know, you hit it with your black, and then with whatever time left you have in that day, you pull out your your opaque white and just do some things.
0: This is awesome. I always think of uh, quietly in the beginning of We Three, there's like a scene of somebody running on a treadmill and it's this kind of an angle. And that's the first time I had seen that. But now I see it here and it's like, oh yeah, it's the same kind of, you know, that ground, that worm's eye view. Uh, from behind of the shoes, but I love the the line work of the of the sole there instead of just doing a solid black, you get some of those almost speed lines
1: absolutely man and it's just seeing the volume of that little ankle bone that's good too.
0: that dry brush almost looks like stippling it
1: does it does that reveals a lot about the porous nature of this paper that he's using, which which is ultimately just more he gets more props from me with these like thin lines and things he's pulling out. I like that tree bark, too. That's a really good tree bark. It is. Yeah, you know that kind of tree. You've seen that. Yeah, it's oak. See, man, you know that kind of stuff. <laughs> See, I'm from the I'm the, from the 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 from urban forest. So awesome.
0: You know the other thing these lines make me think of are uh, some of Lifeboat's Marvel lines True. early on, because it's a heavier line.
1: It's not Joe Sinnott. You know, right. it's not that, like, perfect yeah. machine-stamped kind of version. He's using a straight edge, and he's just not, you know, he's he doesn't have the the silver age Joe Sinnott approach to it, way more organic.
0: Yeah, it makes me wonder if that's if these are pen lines as opposed to brush. Like some yeah. of those look like a pen doing that flick.
1: Yeah, what a bitch, too, man. That's when you realize, like, oh, don't ever do that again. Yeah, these things are way harder than they look Uh huh. in print. Yeah, you got to start off real high. Like, like, ultimately, you could see that he didn't put, like, artist tape on the outside, so he's starting the pen line mm-hmm. there, and you just can't do that. Like, you got to put, like, a piece of art tape so that you could start bold out here, drag it in, pull the tape up, and then it's clean. But you could tell that that's what he did. He just started the pen line and then gets the heavier hand you know, a few millimeters down. We're talking millimeters now, Jimmy.
0: Hmm. Look at how twisted up this figure is.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at all of these men, and it really makes me appreciate kayfabe musculature, dude. Like, totally. Like, if you get the proportions down and you get the gesture, that's why when you go to those croquis life drawing classes, like they they have those warm ups that are ten seconds, thirty seconds. Like the sort of rank amateurs that are that are like in the class get so nervous and fucked up about that because they just want to go in and start drawing but it's like no man you get you get the proportions and then uh when you're drawing from imagination like we do for comics you can be you can play around a little bit and it's very forgiving that's a
0: great that's an incredible pose like that's a good one to blow up yeah because looking at it closer it's still almost a mystery of exactly what we're seeing how twisted he is yeah and uh yeah the kayfabe muscle is a good description it reminds me of um like huh. you know, a guy who does very dynamic, interesting figures, but also like they're wonky. That wonkiness is, is, I'm a fan of.
1: I am also, I am also, yeah. Especially more and more as people are kind of like building maquettes digitally and tracing them off and using like Google Sketchup backgrounds and just clearly using a lot of extra tricks, though the, the wonkiness stands out because it just feels more organic not a full moon yeah yeah yeah. listen man he's he's, i can remember going on for weeks about how every comic happens (laughs) at a full moon
0: (laughs) that's a nice attention to detail you were talking
1: about eye drawing earlier like look at all the drawing going on in those eyes they're
0: shading yeah inside of the eyeball
1: yeah Jeez. deep brow on that fella and that dude that radiant sun like the if you just had the kind of sun rays that would be like one temperature but to kick these whites that's 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 20 degrees hotter. This is lens flares before photoshop. Totally. Oh my goodness, this guy. Wow. Oh my goodness, Jimmy. See, there are these like elements like because you just did not see this in the comics of the day. This really feels like fandom comic books or something like, you know, like fanzine material. Well, I mean,
0: you can see, like, this is what Cerebus comes out of. Totally.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. People were certainly responding to this in that kind of fandom way. I feel like he should have drew, at least in pencil, a little uh, anchor right there. (laughs) That
0: would have been good. Blue line (laughs) anchor. (laughs) Hey, these don't look like uh, white lines. This looks like he's drawing that because you can see some white media. Yeah. But those lines look like um, he's leaving those in.
1: You know what, Jimmy? I think it's scratched out. Mm. I think he's scratching it out somehow. Like, so are you saying you think he's inking around this? Yeah, I think I think so. Interesting. Because it feels so uniform. I feel like, but but I don't know what the pen would be to to put that down there.
0: I mean, I just don't and see don't any don't see marks an around
1: it. Yeah, I don't see any outline either.
0: Right. It's really strong. Yeah. Like the the marks he's leaving are really impressive, but
1: yeah, it, it's it's one of those use the word evocative earlier you know you cut the right lines in there man and now you have this uh shorthand for just like the most complex you know citadel or whatever you, you know entryway that's interesting
0: about the fandom kind of stuff ed because this reminds me in in many ways of the stuff that we grew up with the image guys where it was like all the li- the line density was important but also like being not quite perfect meant we could do it yeah. maybe or, right. or you know it spoke to us in that way combined with the obsession of this kind of rendering this that's cool looking just man. impressive yeah man. great you, achievement of depth
1: yes you can see where the vanishing point is Uh based on like the grid um floor beautiful hair on the girl with the uh kinda of French braid pieces up front
0: see now this is a pretty good blow up this is at least two up compared to to the the uh, actual size piece. Yeah. I mean it might even be 3 times, which is nuts cuz then you start to see like cobblestones that he's drawing in the background,
1: which I wouldn't even it barely registers to me. It's so fine. I mean, I'm starting to think that 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 this is reduced a little bit because that's just insane. That's I mean, look at that. Like it's like you said before, like you could do this it would still take forever and be a bitch, but at least you could see what you're doing. This, I mean, you got a jewelers loop uh, on your face while you're drawing that.
0: Right, you need that that thing that uh, you'll see on drawing tables sometimes the magnifying glass where you're like back there with your finest pen nib. Yeah, I don't know, it does make me wonder. The lettering looks legit, you know, like that seems like a legitimate size for lettering. It does, yeah. But man, the rendering is just really tight. Kind of reminds me of Monster. Because mm-hmm. it feels like his, his book Monster, it's um, a tighter rendering or a, a finer line than stuff like the Weapon X and some of those X-Men fill-ins. Love that. Like figuring out how do you keep finding new textures to put on here. Even the rocks and like the, whatever that is, stone. you know, the stone.
1: He was really good for that, man. And using like the shadow mm-hmm. of the character to accentuate the textures of the... Surroundings.
0: That's a great pose. It feels like real weight. It does.
1: It does. But then, you know, still using imagination, so he ain't looking at Daryl Hannah or uh Farah Fawcett or something right. for for that right there, man. That's that's it's almost not even a human being until you get
0: Yeah, it's a very uh, stylized face there. Amazing.
1: It's so cool. Wow.
0: That's great what a page so cool Probably um, some kind of grid ruled out there for your perspectives right
1: Yeah it looks like what uh, isometric right I don't I don't I don't see it converging at a point it all looks very mm-hmm. parallel
0: am I wrong? No I think you're right because even if you look at, at the uh, lines on the walkway they're at a different angle. It almost looks like the walkways here and then these things are kind of angled down to it.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: I don't know that that's intentional. You know, like that feels like if you're kayfabing perspective, that's what can happen. It looks like it may have happened. Like when it comes in a
1: Like that's that's isometric, which like is fine, you know? Like in art school they try to fuck you up with that man, and make you always have legit perspective. I would have been mad <laughs> if this was not the blow up. Yeah.
0: Wow, that's awesome. So cool.
1: I'm sure even when we get to that part in the regular comic on the other video when we see that thing we'll pop for it. Man, another killer page. Just coming through the shadow. It's good storytelling, you know, and, and he's he's grown to a place I feel like within these pages where he's allowing the hatching to go along with the form, you see it right there. It's almost Robert Crumb.
0: Mm-hmm. Wonder
1: if he's looking at Robert Crumb. Yeah, I doubt it. He's so bougie, you know once he added that Windsor to his gimmick, dude, he can't look at anything after 1800.
0: Yeah, you say that, but, like, think East Village Other had to be floating around pretty close to all those guys. Yeah. You know, anybody in New York there. And it'd be hard if you're visual not to appreciate that stuff. Yeah, that that looks fun.
1: Unbelievable. Like, you have to have such balls, man, to put hatching on eyeballs that way. Because if you do a level of hatching on a white eyeball now that tasks you with using darker values around it and he does it to, to good form. Almost Corbin-ish. I
0: love this design of this character where you get some of the white space as if it's the uh, the muscle and skin around him. That's a cool design like he's transparent or translucent I suppose. That's a good choice too I think for a close-up. Yeah. You can see the eyeballs just rolling back in his head.
1: These are some of those crazy eyes man. The whole
0: faces, both of those are pretty out
1: there. Having them look down, that's tough. You know, you gotta get a lot of cranium up there.
0: This is great, like that translucency is now black.
1: Amazing. That's a tangent. (laughs) Dude, that really looks like Alice Cooper.
0: Yeah. That's some wild perspective.
1: A three-point.
0: More power to you if you're willing to do that with a figure. so bizarre to me because here we're like blowing this up one and a half times you know it's just arbitrary what what we're seeing on the left side that's badass it is
1: it is it feels vaguely filipino filipino alex nino or something. might have been
0: looking at some of that stuff too who knows this is cool her face mashing up with that skull
1: it says everything it's like it's perfect visual storytelling you could tell what's happening like this is a dominant face so when you get to this place you know that he's in charge that's
0: a really great panel and and the parts that he chooses to show on her you know like the mouth is, is probably the most pronounced feature there
1: good concern in her eyeballs mm-hmm. I, th- I think maybe even using a, uh, a template for that circle on the outer iris. Right. Not yeah, the this inner one pupil. is this one is strange. Yeah. <laughs> not the inner pupil.
0: Cliffhanger ending.
1: You could you get the sense, like he's powdering out on this last page too. You know, and I, and it's a great page, but it's it's way looser than everything. I would I wouldn't not be surprised if this is assistance, if this is a colluda, cuz this is a different treatment of line than we've seen the entire time. Now, it is the last page, it could be a deadline issue, or you could have asked Mike Kalu to pinch hit or something like that. Yeah,
0: it's true. The, this line is also, I think, it is, visible yeah. in here, Yeah, and I like that effect. The stuff
1: that I'm saying about Vaguely Filipino, like, it's, it's, it's here too, and that's not elsewhere. So, like, somebody else from the studio, Jeff Jones, somebody has hands on this, I think.
0: He's really good about taking something like a tooth that could be just an outline, and adding a dimension to it. That yeah. extra little bit of shadow under that tooth really gives it that sense of, uh, you know, if you look closely at teeth, that's, that's what it. they have. Yeah, absolutely. There's an edge.
1: Absolutely. Such an interesting inking approach because it feels like his regular skin, flesh, chest, or legs, or ankles and quads, has, has like a male to it rather than just smooth skin texture. Yeah, it's these very heavy.
0: This whole piece feels different. It almost feels like some time passed. Yeah, You know, like, these are heavier lines than what we saw in that first chapter. Right. And wild lettering. Man, nobody letters like this anymore.
1: Mm-mm. Yeah, it feels very 70s. Could barely even- So ornamental.
0: Like, how much time did the letters spend on this? You can see that he's using straight edges and stuff. That's a lot of work.
1: The title's written right there. The Lurker from the Catacombs. And now the guy has to go in there Take whatever chemicals make you letter that.
0: Yeah, seriously. And it must have been lettered on the board and then passed back to put in that black shadows, right? I mean, looks like it. You'd have to have that lettering in place first. That's a good close up. And again, so much rendering on those eyes. Man, the eyelashes are wild. What a panel. Doesn't it look like some time must have passed? Like, this feels like some stuff is different. Some of his tools are different. Mm hmm. That's just wild. Even the blood on a sword is yet again another texture.
1: There's, there's, there's blobs. There's interesting blobs that are happening, and I don't know if that's just supposed to be like matted blood in his hair or something, but there's He's, a there's a blobiness to this inking approach. You see a lot more uh, blue line drawing on, on, the, on this
0: page, too. He Hopefully was using on a bunch of these pages. Yeah,
1: he was using graphite pencil like just like a regular Ticonderoga on that first round. At least the first bunch of pages. Yeah, you didn't
0: see much in the way of blue marks. Also the ratio looks like it's changed. Mm-hmm. We see this extra margin in the bottom so maybe he figured out like we need a bigger margin on a magazine.
1: Uh, yeah, or I mean, a
0: wider, you know, like a wider ratio than a comic book. What
1: was this was this was in a magazine first? the first one said savage tell so I yeah. wonder if it
0: was printed oh no look he's still doing that same amount of uh, yeah margin space I don't know why that didn't stand out before.
1: Looking at this blue like we know that this is not this is not non photo blue it's a little darker so that indicates some, some stuff with the levels of, of the scan would you say? I don't that's know. A, that's a dark blue man. It
0: is, it is very dark here I don't
1: know if it changed over time, and and the, uh, and the pencil is is darker than what we would consider non repro blue. Also, it's true, but the way those cameras shot,
0: like it would just be it wouldn't matter like yeah. how dark the blue was if it was blue, it would just be completely filtered out. I don't know if they put a uh, a lens over it to do that, you know, to screen out a color or not.
1: I really appreciate them blowing this one up because it lets yeah. you know, like like uh, he drew in more obliques than he needed to ink, and that's the kind of stuff. Or if I sat him down, it was like, Uncle Barry, why? You drew them, you rendered it, like, why why is this enough? Why is this enough when there are situations where you're drawing all this kind of stuff? You know what, there's a lot. Like, there's the blade. Mm -hmm. We're not going to ink
0: that in. There's some extra rendering on the bicep there. We're not going to ink that in. Calls to mind um, that Klaus piece in the Comics Journal where he talks about, like, drawing more than he inks. Yeah. This is a, uh, you can see some white media here. I imagine there was like maybe hatching back there. And he decided against that after, after he saw it on the board. Yeah. These kind of marks, I don't know what the heck that is.
1: Yeah. Just little blobs. He's got them there. And this is the stuff that gets internalized by Eastman and Laird in their comics. Like, like it's, it's a, it's an evolution of like the Kirby squiggle, you know, into, into, into the seventies or something.
0: Love these environments
1: really great unbelievable and and like it's kayfabe lighting and stuff but it's good because it just breaks up space you yeah, know? I've, yeah. Been, I've been playing with that kind of stuff a lot lately actually
0: once again a lot of depth that's foreshortening and perspective mm-hmm. of, of uh of the environment this kind of stuff was again like i would see it in those late 80s early 90s marvel comics no perspective you know it's like a pattern essentially on the wall guess what I could do that whenever I was in middle school (laughs) and I
1: I sure I sure did I can show you pages I can pull them (laughs) out right this second
0: yeah baby steps
1: once you just like figure out that thing it's it's fun and there were times like I got tasked with uh, with drawing hay and I was able to use those to like convey a nice like sort of bales of hay and stuff like you don't know you you need something till you do and like imagine trying to draw some hay it's like what the fuck
0: yeah really this is cool too. The black becomes like your environment.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's neat to see him working that much black and white. Reminds me, um, you know, of Toth, of Mignola, Gorgeous any of these guys. Yeah, really good. Coming even like running up the stairs, I think is really effective. Shadows cast everywhere. That's pretty great. This is one of those things that's hard to draw. At least for me. Oh, yeah. Like, like having somebody kick a door in or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, a, you know. Chaos,
0: yeah. rubble, any of that stuff is weirdly harder to draw than it should be. Because you
1: start to get designy, like you start to arrange it in a non-chaotic way. And this is all drawn, so like it's not like benefits of splatter on a brush or something. There, there it is. That this, this is basically like how my shit would look. <laughs> I'm not saying that he's doing bad, but you know what I'm saying.
0: Uh, one other note, looks like this is lettered on the board. Mm. I don't see any cut-out edges anywhere. It always surprises me that when production, something changes, like, like for a two-part story. Was somebody unhappy? Was there a deadline issue?
1: Like, this doesn't even really read his hair. No, it
0: doesn't. It's such a weird change to make in your part two to just introduce this new visual.
1: And he had it with doing the French braid part, so he just came up yeah. with like a good shorthand. I can't for that. blame him
0: for that. Meaning neither. These heavy, yeah. This this whole mark feels like it's a new tool that he's fallen fallen into uh, for this issue. I'm looking at this grid, and it feels like it it bends. It once again, like I think if you put a ruler down on this line, when you get here, you'd turn your ruler a little <laughs> bit.
1: Do you see that? Uh, yeah, I do. I wonder if that's some kind of tr- some Renaissance trick or something.
0: Could be. That's interesting, I never even
1: thought of that, but uh, yeah, it could be you know, like I think what they said, you know, the very first like straight edges in art or um like a twine or something like on a nail, yeah like a Saudi, like so like is he is he going that hardcore <laughs> to the Renaissance that he's like pulling off some of his curly locks to to rule his perspectives look at your thin, thick,
0: thin on a guy's nose yeah. rendering,
1: yeah, that's dope,
0: that is a lot of of drawing for eyebrows eyelashes it, beard it's
1: all considered it's not just like scratched in like he's sitting there thinking about it all this is like how many black and white 80s boom comics do you have that have this guy in it you know like there's <laughs> a there's that artist i think his name was rick mccullum uh who would who would show up a lot in the 80s and he he had some characters with that like very ocd beard approach barbarians and stuff
0: yeah some white media on your on your uh, background yeah this reminds me a little bit of the how foster prince valiant with some of these open panels and captions
1: yeah a lot of uh, this stuff sells sells me on some some foster stuff like it would make when, sense. When he creates that big depth. Yeah, I mean, what else do you have for reference, really? Like you can't, there ain't even VCRs to freeze frame, I don't know, Lawrence of Arabia, or whatever whatever kind of other videos you could watch yeah. to, to get these kind of backgrounds. This is
0: pretty amazing perspective. You know, like he's turning. You're yeah. going like horizontal and then cutting back into it. And I mean, this, this is right out of Cerebus.
1: Yeah. psychedelic man I love seeing him do
0: this kind of perspective where we're going into the image which I think of as Kirby it's a 3d image instead of going left and right or up and down it's going into the panel but totally different than uh, than you know Kirby's language to do that you just don't see that many variations on how do you do into a panel
1: yeah look at the severity of that character yeah, right there that dude.
0: dude's hurt bad he's jacked his legs should be twitching yeah, that beard, man. <laughs> he liked that.
1: Yeah. Still using that blob line. Mm hmm. This, I mean, this just feels 70s. It you know, does. there's like a 70s vibe to that. Man. Even some of
0: the backgrounds. I feel like you would, you would see like a, a Boogie Nights background or something, <laughs> you know, in your porn producer's <laughs> man cave. This is lovely, the diagonal lines for the steps and the and the tile on the floor, I kinda like that. Yeah,
1: cool that it's obscured by the word uh, balloon also so you don't have to actually draw them.
0: Yeah, the corner corner joints there where things get tough. I see so much John Byrne, Next Men here. Ah, uh, yeah. Just in this drawing, you know? Yeah, it like, like yeah, almost looks like a Byrne face. Like that.
1: The John Byrne, same face.
0: I like that giant flower. That's an inventive piece to add in. Some cool rendering on the face. It really does feel like this is like time has passed and this is a, a different, like, Windsor Smith's in a different place when he's drawing this chapter.
1: Yeah, like, it, it feels like he's experimenting and waiting for this stuff to come back from the printer to see how it looks. I like this, man. You'd fully, yeah. fully draw the head outside of the panels just so that you know where the arrangement of all the shapes inside the panel go. It's That's good. a
0: good blow up. You know, it's it's quite a bit bigger over here and you see these marks on her face that I just can't imagine drawing those kinds of marks. Mm-hmm. Shadows from the eyelashes. That's a pretty cool effect.
1: I feel like Sam Keith would adopt some of these kind of hairy textures for for, for stuff like cloth.
0: This reads to me like he's missing an arm.
1: It does. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah for sure from the Todd Browning movie or something
0: hmm this panel certainly clears it up a little bit and you can see if you look at that previous page that's what's happening he's laying on his arm but the, the back is, is so tough
1: to draw like when you look at the muscles underneath like if you had like the flayed figure and you just see the muscles and then that's one thing but the second you put the skin over top of it it really just looks like mashed potatoes
0: it's an interesting choice for a highlight on her forehead Really on the whole face.
1: Yeah, it's almost like a transition from this to this. Yeah, it is. like just dissolve. Wonder if that's conscious
0: on his part. Very cinematic if he's thinking that way. Do you see any Ditko and stuff like this? Yeah, yeah, good, good, good pull. Oh man, he drew your corners in. <laughs> That kind of confused me to be honest. <laughs> I'm looking; at, it feels like the uh, the the steps are like meeting at an angle or something. That's a great scene, though. A lot of chaos, all those figures.
1: Yeah. There's like a there's like the proper way to do shadows in perspective, and it looks like he has some idea about how to do that.
0: Yeah, I think that reads pretty believably.
1: Yeah. You just put one out of place and you F it all up.
0: That's true. See nice any of my drawings. Off. Right. <laughs> that's an incredible moment. You know, to see it pulled out and then find it on the page, like, that's a lot of stuff to put in a small corner of your panel.
1: We're approaching that territory of, like, only BWS can color BWS. Yeah. You know, poor Glennis Wien or whoever.
0: That's pretty good carnage there
1: surprising but that's the kind of stuff that should be in, in Conan comics you know that it's a it's really a sanitized thing getting into your outlaw blood oh yeah cover these these guys in blood it's a name that comes up all the time with all those guys vigil James O'Barr
0: yeah, you're really starting to see the gore. This is almost like they're little pieces of meat mixed into that blood chunks of stuff. Yeah, man. Very three-dimensional. He's just covered in it. That's amazing. Imagine how much is in that guy's beard.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It probably smells like a chamber pot.
0: Yeah, not good.
1: <laughs> Look at
0: those eyes. This is so impressive to me, being able to draw feet and legs from behind.
1: Yeah, and walking like that, and have them feel like they have weight. Uh, I honestly, I bet you, this is where stuff like, uh, like that fair burn system and and like some of those kinds of reference books, because this is such a, such an important shot that they're. It has to be good reference for that. Look at the oddness here. This bottom
0: page is pasted up to a piece of paper behind it.
1: Yeah, for yeah. Who cares? Curious.
0: Although the top half is also a paste up.
1: Yeah, but that's a legitimate like redrawn yeah, pasted up.
0: That's cool on original art because you get like different color paper on yeah. the same piece. Yeah, absolutely. That's nice in, in an artist edition.
1: Seventy nine of eighty. Yeah, dude. That's cool so shit. great. We're we're going EC here. I feel like you know, like there's some elder story or something where you go to the neighborhood deli and there's and this is the final panel or something. <laughs> Hamburger. <laughs> it
0: almost looks like wrestling ring ropes.
1: It does. <laughs> yeah, it's and it feels Jack Davis like it could be some pugilism with a crowd out there, but still with these like weird.
0: That does look like armor
1: it does texture. yeah yeah it's it's definitely because i mean skin. here again
0: this has to be armor now right? that is male i think so like you, you can, see can compare the... it and it, it's like it's spot on haven't seen this hatching this kind of hatching
1: mm-hmm. in the story yet good try you know you're trying to figure out where the where the lats would go is that the lats the back muscle
0: yeah yeah that's that's, that's a hard piece to draw from you know from that perspective too feels like
1: that's a tough Tough ask using it that hatching like this way it feels like those kind of like head shop hippie b- beads that would be in a doorway, whatever you call that stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Different floor treatment,
1: yeah, that's real interesting. I've never seen like a stone approach that way.
0: I can't believe how small this is because here's your blow up, and you can see those faces detailed faces behind
1: him. I can't even read those on that it's wild it's wild it does look like it's uh leonard skinner back there or something
0: (sighs) i see a lot of hal foster in some of this stuff even in like the noses
1: once again, like just getting the proportions down and it it almost looks like he's inking the cylinders that he drew there.
0: Reminds me of like his young god stuff. Yeah. I don't know, twenty years later. We
1: have to look at some of those sometimes. Happy to storyteller series. Happy to Jimmy. Okay, so oh no, this is part three of Red Nails.
0: All the paste up lettering. I do that now and then. Like literally paste up on the originals. Yeah,
1: and look at that man, it's a couple different fonts.
0: That's really great, shadows. Shadow on your face. Again, I think of like Wolverine and John Burns, X Men, coming up on the Hellfire Club and having their shadows
1: cast. Incredible. This I've seen Barry Windsor. I mean uh, Bernie Wrightson in, in Warren books like do approaches like that. Like if I would not be surprised if BW uh, if uh, Bernie Wrightson had had a touch that that piece a little bit
0: this is fun your continuation in the background of that grid as as he's coming forward that is fun that's a pretty good touch and also like whiting out his uh, shoulder outline I wonder where these originals come from yeah because coming from the 70s like you'd think these things would be scattered all over the place and many of them gone I wonder if Barry Windsor Smith kept this stuff right because I'll see um, Weapon X pages will pop up online. You know, if you if you Google Weapon X, you can find a ton of originals online. And I think they are from, well, I, I don't know why I think that. But it does seem like somebody's very careful with these with his pages. Sure. First time we've seen this kind of uh, cartoony lettering in this story, I think.
1: Good body on this guy. Little yeah. Little portly, little doe. Like, he's that guy that would have that whole, like, leg of a chicken and a... Wooden Beerstein,
0: yeah yeah man anytime you can get more than one body on these figures I'm in favor of it uh, I like the background once again I haven't seen that kind of triangle motif that's pretty good just tilt that camera a little bit I mean this almost looks like a blown-up panel yeah How good is that for just lifting up her hair with a knife? So
1: good. Very subtle. Continuing the drawing a bit, seeing where things lie. Guess he's a boob man. Wow, that's cool.
0: Yeah, it's your blow up. Again, the amount of line work on his cheeks and stuff, I just I lose all of it. Look at that, Jimmy. Yeah. That's wild see this makes me have to go back and look at the printed colored piece and see how that's being interpreted
1: I am quite sure we commented on that as being an odd and weird thing at least now we have evidence that the artwork is that way
0: what a send-off if you're if you're breaking from comics like for this to be the piece that you uh, you do and then walk away for a bit pretty impressive
1: yeah yeah it's one of those it's a rock star thing it's a mic dropper
0: yeah just, I wonder I wonder how much he knows that whenever he's doing it like if he's like yeah I'm on my way out.
1: I, I think he was pretty like from every story I've ever heard about the fella seemed pretty full of himself for sure so like I think he do what he was doing seemed very intentional
0: here we go that's a bunch of lines that we have not seen marks that look like that background yeah and again you know like the rest of the page isn't that way it's very intentional he's trying something great face a little bit more of that, like not a solid line around his jaw. You see it in this guy again, you know, where that 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 head is just not defined.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like the jaws built into the chest cavity, or and something. more
0: of these like shot from behind feet. I've seen that three or four times in this story.
1: Yeah, like if you fi- can figure out how to draw that and make it look convincing, draw it a couple times, why not?
0: Yeah, because nobody else is doing it. So. This feels late Lean period.
1: This, this feels like rune era or something. Like right? That's like that's rune. Look at that face.
0: <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah, this is this is right out of rune. Or right into it, I guess. That's just absurd.
1: <laughs> and that that for foreshortening, man. It, hard to draw a sword coming at you.
0: Man, this is this is amazing. This is the blow up of these. It looks like you're creating this like ornamental border, but it's just your background on the page. Yeah, that's, that's true. really sweet. You know, to do that within a panel like that. That's a heck of an inset panel.
1: Finn Or I uh, did you go see any movies in uh, Denmark? No. <laughs> the the I guess the finish or end is S-L-U-T Jose Villarubia Does he own all the pages?
0: That's a good question, huh? Yeah,
1: nice to see a little bit of
0: this context to, uh, you know may talk about where these pages are coming from
1: and, uh, if Windsor Smith keeps hold of them himself There's a movie where Vincent... Man, I can't believe he's only 30 Well, he should kill himself Yeah uh, there's a there's a movie where Vincent uh, not plays him. Good movie. I forget what it's called though. Look it up, as my dad used to say.
0: And look, man, you're probably right about Thibodeau being yeah, you know, yeah, a publisher. Yeah,
1: yeah. It was those Phantom Forces, I think. Conan corner
0: boxes. Let's have I'm a game. look at these. I'm
1: game. Fuck this it. This is
0: great because you can see how different his style was. Uh, you know, presumably issue twelve. Oh, I thought there were a series of them, but just that one. Interesting though, because some of those marks to me, that's very Kirby-esque. So early in Barry Windsor Smith's tenure, you
1: know, having a lot of that Kirby influence. Right. That was a cock tease, by the way. Yeah. I, that was very misleading. I thought we were going to have a whole new piece. How dare you Let's throw this book away?
0: Nice. Good stuff, Jimmy. That's pretty awesome, man. It's it's, you know. For the first, I don't know, couple of decades of Marvel, this is
1: probably your standout art piece. Yeah, absolutely, man. This is the piece that uh really uh made me feel think of um Alex Raymond, Flash Gordon, uh Hal Foster, Prince Valiant, just the depth that he was able to convey here and, and the the, the sort of ornamentality if that's a word of, of the background it Is makes me
0: want to um, find interviews of his from the 70s from uh-huh. this era and hear like what's going on in his head what he's looking at where he's aiming
1: It's interesting to think about that time because like what would there be like the comics journal isn't even really finding its footing it would be just in like if fanzines. fanzines yeah, yeah. If, if
0: somebody caught him at like you know one of those New York shows or something like that but really cool work quite a snapshot man and now you think
1: about something like monster and going back all the way back to this that's 50 years yeah homeboy's been slinging some ink man amazing super cool you good to go I'm ready to get back to drawing after looking at something like this kayfabers like fully subscribe to the YouTube channel hit the bell, we'll notify you when new vids are available. What's out there, Jimmy?
0: Hulk Grand Design, Monster, and Hulk Grand Design Madness should be in stores uh, whenever you see this. Pick those up, a a retelling of the 60-year history of the Incredible Hulk, perfect for the longtime Hulk fan. I've been hearing from a lot of them. That was the group I was nervous about, but uh, also ideal for somebody that's never read a Hulk comic but is interested in the Hulk. Uh, Pick those up wherever comic books are, wherever you buy comic books, and join me on patreon.com slash jimrug.
1: Red Room Trigger Warnings, issue number one, two, and potentially issue number three out, out on the stands as we speak. Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit is the name of the game in the Red Room universe. Banned in 26 countries. Banned in 10 comic shops, man. But don't you worry because you're still going to be able to find that online. You can hit up my link tree in the description below to order and pre order the comics. And if you want to read the comics today uh, on my Patreon, I am serializing all the strips up there. For $3, more than 200 pages up there as we speak, hit up that link so you can get to all those destinations. What else do we have out there, Jim? Subscribe to the
0: Cartoonist kfab e-newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist kfab t-shirts and merchandise at the links below this video.
1: That's another great way to support the Cartoonist Cafe channel. Dude, give them those marching orders. We'll be on our way.
0: Read more comics. Make them, too.